Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 159. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at tandawaiusa.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at tandawaiusa. Today we are joined by my friend Q, producer and on-air personality for Island Block Radio and Island Block TV. Q talks to us about how he got his start in radio, his thoughts on the future of radio, island music, guilty pleasures, bucket lists, and much, much more. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a good rating. Doing so helps people find the show and helps boost our presence. Also, subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures, and subscribers always get new releases first. You can find previous episodes at our website, desertoasisroom.com, as well as links to our social media, along with links to our guests' websites and their social media. Okay, party people, pull up a chair and join me and my friend Q as we go inside the Desert Oasis Room and inside Island Block Radio. What's happening, Q? Hey, what's good? <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Super excited. Uh, I, I think I'm more excited than you podcast. are, but I, I appreciate like, that. I appreciate that. Crazy, crazy. I, I you know, I, w- I will say this. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> That's funny because we're, typically you're on the other side of the microphone, right? right? When the interviewee right. gets interviewed, there we go. There we go. Interviewer gets interviewed. So yeah. <laughs> Let me start by saying thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us at the podcast. I am a fan of your work for so many wow. reasons. Stop it some more. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it, a lot of it has to do with I, I'm trying to do what you're doing. You know, you're doing it. Though. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy behind a microphone trying to interview the people that I admire and all right. the people that I enjoy, the musicians oh, and artists cool. and and authors and entertainers and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I use you as a little bit of a model for trying to get to where I want to be. Oh, right? man. Wow. So, so Humbled. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's start from the beginning. I want to tell everybody your story. Right. Because I think that you have an interesting path. So let's start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Right. So, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm just an island boy that lives out here in uh, Los Angeles in the entertainment capital of the world. And, and uh, you know, like all of us uh, have worn many hats throughout my my life. Uh, worked in, you know, corporate America, uh, local government. And prior to radio, I was an executive director for a nonprofit organization, so for a community-based organization. Wow. And so a lot of my, my passion really uh, is derived around our community, the Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander community, 
uh, more specifically Melanesia, Micronesia, and Polynesia. So, um, so I was an executive director for a community-based organization, and uh, coincidentally enough, it was the census 2010. Now, for those of you guys who are not familiar with the census, the uh, census is a way that uh, the federal government takes a survey of different ethnic groups, uh, communities, and based off of that survey, uh, this is how they disperse federal funding to different communities. So as as an executive director for a nonprofit organization, I applied for funding from a foundation uh, to have advertisement dollars so that our, our people can can uh, get the word we could get the word out hey this is a very important thing for our community so our african-american brothers and sisters they applied and they got accepted our asian-american brothers same thing latino uh uh brothers and sisters same thing they got they applied they got it they got accepted and so as an executive director as i applied for the native hawaiian pacific islander uh community i applied and then we got we got denied Wow. And uh, yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, you, you, you kind of, you know, my, I know I know I was I was pissed. Did I, they tell you why? <clears throat> why, why? Yeah, they, they did. And it, and, it, and it made sense. And so they, they said, Q, they said uh, the reason why the as we're here in L.A., Right. Uh, <laughs> so for our listeners out there, please excuse the background noise. We're sitting at a coffee shop on the patio. And yeah, so we are. We're, we're going to get a little bit of ambient noise, but that's that's the flavor of the yeah, show. That, that's L.A. That's L.A., right. That's right. That's L.A. So uh, so the reason they said uh, that we got denied, they said, well, uh, the Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander community doesn't have ethnic media. And as, and as oh. mad as I was, because I thought it wasn't fair, I was. they were absolutely right. Yeah. And so at that point, I figured out, Okay, this is a gap that our community needs to fill, and uh, you know I, I vowed myself and, and uh, Joe Favai or AKA Joe Sav said, "Yo, this is this is our this is our give back to our people." So we started uh, the barbecue show, and uh, we said, "Hey, we're going to start our own form of ethnic media." So in 2020, which is this year, uh, they they would not have that excuse, and you know let's circle all the way around. And and uh, Island Block Radio is kind of is one of the main media components yeah. for the Census 2020 uh, as they outreach to the Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander community. So you didn't really even have a start as far as trying to be a like a radio guy or anything. It was it was because of that census. Right. It all yeah. traces back to that. It all traces back to uh, you know kind of giving back to our people, and uh, uh. you know we. we Joe Sav and myself, I'm, I'm really proud to say that, you know, between the two of us at the time, and wow, that was, you know, a long time ago, we had over 20 years of, of community service between us. Yeah. So that really was a driving force uh, and, and the thing that sparked, sparked it for Island Block. When you started Island Block, actually, let, let me go backwards. When you started the barbecue show, did you see this far into the future? No, I, I couldn't have. I couldn't imagine that. Uh, you know, a little little show with a couple coconuts from Carson and Long Beach right, right. would uh, would turn into what it is today. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to gas it up. I mean, it's not like you know we still got a lot of work to do. But sure, I could never imagine that I would leave 
my job in local government, you know, a pretty, a pretty steady job. And this kind of guy would be one of those careers that people will say, you know, I'm going to retire from this and kind of take a chance on doing this media thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's been a blessing. When you started the barbecue show, it was a different landscape, too. So it's not the way that YouTube is today where right. there's a lot of eyes on YouTube. There's a lot of eyes on self-creators, people who produce their own content. I yeah. mean, you kind of started at a time. I, I shouldn't even say kind of. You started at a time where that was really an unusual thing. Talk to us about that process as far as how you were stumbling through it all. Right. Right? Like, what yeah. was the learning curve like? Uh, you know what? They... Ignorance is bliss. Sure, man. Because when you don't know what you don't know, it's like. <laughs> hey, I've said it before. I, if I knew what right. I was getting into when starting this podcast, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I, I, I wouldn't have either. I wouldn't have done You're it. You're absolutely 100% correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, it, now I'm I'm in the fold, right? Now, yeah. now you just you got to make it happen now, right? Absolutely. You got to do it now. 100%. So um, to that, yeah, I. I, I don't know that myself, and I, I can answer for, for my partner also, uh, my business partner, Joe Sav. We Yeah, we probably wouldn't have done this. This is We're, we're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but did you have somebody that you modeled yourself after? Like maybe the style, or not even the style, but even behind the scenes. Like, okay, this is how they do this. This is the equipment they use, and this is how they get set up. Did you have anything like that? None. It was all trial and error. Well, no, no, no. Let me take that back. Uh, we, we were... Uh, in the beginning, we were on a small station that was based in Arizona. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, called Beetle Nut Radio. <laughs> BeetleNutRadio.com. <laughs> and so uh, that was the that was the beginning <laughs> now, of the end. Why all the way out in Arizona? You guys are Cali boys, right? So what happened was, uh, I'm also a musical director for a uh, Chamorro uh, cultural dance group. Okay, and I'll just give the quick. I'll just give the quick story. But uh, you know, we were performing out in like Sacramento, Yuba City area up north, Northern California, and uh, the kids were dancing, and I'm I'm behind the mic, and I have a guitar, and I got my drums, and you know, we're doing the whole thing. And then there was one of the the drunk uncles was just you know laughing and kind of uh, you know kind kind of heckling, right, right, and, and you know. Everybody knows, and if you don't know, this is a public service announcement. If you don't know, and you try to heckle somebody with the mic, if that person has any kind of uh, wit at all, you're going to lose nine times lose. out of ten. So I ended up bagging on this uncle. He started getting all mad, and in the audience happened to be one of the owners of Beetle Nut Radio. I was like, are you a comedian? I was like, nope. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not at all and he goes man we're looking for some talent for our radio station and so you know six months goes by and he, and he continues uh, to ask me he's like yo I think you'd be really good at this and I've, I've just kept pushing him off and pushing right, him right, off right and uh, and is that because it was out of your comfort zone? Yeah, I mean, you, you just I didn't. never, I never knew how. I yeah, mean, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing and, and then I think he just kind of caught me on a good day and one day he said you know, he asked me again. He's very persistent. Uh, and then I said, and I said, yeah, man, shoot, let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go <laughs> what do you got to lose, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And here we are now. And here we are. Right. Let's talk about those early days. I mean, 
what were you trying to do? Was was it a weekly thing? And and, and did you think like, okay, I'm going to get artists on here. We're going to do interviews and right. live shows and that kind of stuff. Or was it just you and your boys just talking story? No, nah, you know, I mean, the, at, at the at the basis of the barbecue show was the community work because we knew that it was it was something that our our uh, that our people needed, right? So we we all understood that that working in all these wonderful people in these different uh, community-based organizations are, are working in their own little silos. And the great work that this person is doing isn't really being recognized or this other part of the community doesn't realize that that's, that's what's happening. So uh, our whole format was to, to share the great work that people are doing in the community. And, and the carrot at the end of the show was an amazing artist. Yeah, yeah. It just so happened that when we were starting the show, it was um, it was the time when groups like the Common Kings, and mm-hmm. these are all our friends. It just so happened they are like all our friends. Uh, they started re- doing really well. Uh, our very first, uh, the very first interview for Dinah Jane was on the barbecue. So it was Q and Joe Sav, uh, and so at a time when we were starting to create this whole movement. Uh, it just so happened that it was just like yeah. the perfect storm, and yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of our friends started doing really well in music. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I think that helped. Yeah, it became a point where we would actually have to pick up the phone and call and say, "Hey, we have this show. Can you please come on?" Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. you know, they, you know, they they would come on eventually. But now it's it's uh, you know we're blessed that I think uh, consistency. People have seen what we've we've been doing and and uh and now it's it's cool to to uh, have those interviews again with the friends that we've kind of come up with yeah that's the years. great yeah so just touching back earlier to what we talked about if if i had known what i was getting into mm-hmm. man like some of the some of the obstacles i have is that the people that i talk to are they're not people that i go back with right so it's even just trying to get them on the show right you know it's getting some face time sure. with them and i get it man i mean like now a lot of these guys are they're in a position where they are shoot man i mean they've got like thousands of fans and yeah. they're doing in some media cases, mi- millions doing, of fans yeah, in right. some cases millions of fans and i'm just another guy who wants a little bit of time with them so i i completely understand that so, right yeah yeah so that's that's it is like the timing thing right and Along that line, radio is changing. Sure. So you had terrestrial radio that was transitioning over to satellite, or at least that's the path that it seemed like to me. So it went from terrestrial to, to satellite. Now satellite's even kind of on its way Antiquated, out. Antiquated, right. Right, and, it's, and people are going over to the web now. And I found myself, I didn't even really notice that until there was, you know, me as a person choosing my own programming right because before i was at the mercy of whatever the director of programming wanted right. to put in front of me to listen to but now that i'm choosing my own programming i'm starting to see myself kind of moving away from from that kind of radio what do you think the future of terrestrial radio looks like having said all that hmm. i think that the uh the landscape of, of radio certainly changed a lot and you can see the all the uh, and and you can see a part of that in um, in iHeartRadio. I mean, I'll just put it out there. I mean, it, it's not not a secret that they've laid off a lot of and closed a lot of 
uh, brick and mortar, a lot of buildings, a lot of operations in like local uh, markets because I feel because of the technology. And it just so happened that, you know, Joe and I kind of fell into the technology that is more sustainable now. So, you know, as as a radio entity, as a media company, why would you spend a lot of money in, I don't know, Idaho and have to put, you know, these people in a building and the whole lease and the whole technology when you can literally the technology is allowing anybody right. to right. With, with Internet to capture your show, to access your show. But this thing about terrestrial radio is we still have radio waves, right? Those aren't going away. Right. And, I, you know, I, I kind of come, I'm kind of not sure about how the future also about this, just because like I look at like regular network TV and there was a time we were using rabbit ear antennas. I remember, and then, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then, I remember that. Right. And then we went to cable TV and satellite and I thought, oh, rabbit ears are dead. But in the past few years, people have been cutting the cord and they're going back to TV airwaves they're using HD antennas, and those networks are being played again over antennas. Right. Right? So it, it's kind of a strange <laughs> thing know, like so, with the radio. so funny. I'm like, damn, we're old. We're old. I know. <laughs> damn. Dude, and, and here's the thing. Oh, a lot of so mercy. We, we get the, the Islander blood, so we, we're, we're probably both older than we each think we are. I'm like, yeah. Is that uh, oil of I, know, I, I know that I, I, look, I, I look younger than I actually am. <laughs> How do you? But, I'm in my fifties, bro. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Wow, bro. <laughs> so, uh, see, see. Yeah, hey, hey, that's impressive. <laughs> what about you? Oh man, uh, you know, I'm a. <laughs> you don't uh, have to say if you yeah. don't want to. I'm 21 so, and over. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and we're gonna celebrate it again this year. No, right? I'm, yeah, I'm almost 50 myself, so we're <laughs> so, digging in so the same crates. There you go. So, so yeah, you know, radio I think is still in transition. And the way that I see things now is I, I do see things being more self-produced. But I do wonder, is the hired radio personality something that will disappear forever? Yo, it's, it's so funny that you should bring that up because my radio mentor is a guy by the name of uh, Big Paul, Paul Tuivai, who has worked with some of the preeminent artists out there, especially, you know, in hip hop. He's... He was a, an executive with Universal. Uh, he started the Wake Up Show with uh, uh, Tech and Sway. Okay. And, and I asked him about that. We talked about you know all those folks getting laid off, and he goes, "Yo, that is the worst thing that iHeart can do because at the essence of radio are the personalities. I mean, the music is there; you could get music anywhere. Yeah. But really, it's the personalities that uh, that really kind of drive programming. So I said, I, I'm to that point. Uh, I, I hope not because you know there are a lot of there are a lot of great personalities out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your process and your content. We talked about a lot of these artists for people that you came up with, a lot of friends. Right. Yeah. Right. So, what do you think that they all have in common? When you look at their success. Okay. Or not even their success, just the, even their personalities. Um, I think that as as a community, I think our our people and and Island Block Radio really is is the only platform that I'm aware of that broadcasts out of Hollywood that focuses on uh, Melanesian, Micronesian, and Polynesian artists. But I, I think one thing that that really ties uh, one common thread. 
from all the artists is is hard work. I think that we're we're raised yeah. that way. Yeah, I think yeah. that you know I think our 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 shoulders are broad for a reason, and I, and I don't I don't think uh, I think our work ethic is is um, is head and shoulders above. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know any. You know, I don't I don't really hang around too many Hollywood people, although we broadcast out of there, but. Um, you know, when we go in the station, um, it's not uncommon for people at the station to go, wow, you guys are still here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, you know, I know that that our artists are um, Pacific Islander artists take that same work ethic into the studio. Yeah. Um, so. And do you think that there's because this is kind of the way that I see it, too. And I and I don't mean this as a diss to anybody that's coming up from nothing. Sure. But, you know, the Polynesian artists like today, we still don't have really Polynesian radio or island music on mainstream airwaves. Oh, no, we're getting there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know we are. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like coming from an underground perspective, right? Right. Where we got to really maybe prove ourselves that, hey, we're just as good as the Taylor Swifts and the Britney Spears and the Justin Biebers sure. out there. Right. So uh, that's kind of the perspective that I see as right. well right i think there's a lot of hidden talent that god I, I the world is missing out on yeah um to that to that point i forgot who it was that that said it but they said that they they anticipated that the next big act would come out of polynesia oh that's that's uh, great who, who was it um was I'll it th- a main, mainstream person yeah who produced michael jackson uh um, I don't know. We'll figure that out. We're going to Google that. Would we don't, that we don't fact a, check here. Quincy Jones? Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones yeah. is the one that said it. Yeah. He said that the next main stream artist, the next big artist, is going to come out of Polynesia. Well, did we already get him? Bruno Mars? I don't know. Could be Kira Mosa. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both look shout, at Shout it. out to Kira. Yeah, Kira's right here with yep. us. So, a lot of the shows that I attended in the past where I've seen you and hung out with you. Right was at the Island Block Concert Series. Yeah. Let's talk about that. How did that get started, Island Block Concert Series? Uh, you know what? Just just a uh, just a, a great partnership with uh, arguably one of the one of the top venues in Southern California with the House of Blues in Anaheim and what they've what they figured out was that uh, that there there's a lot of talent so shout out to the house of blues for yeah, recognizing yeah. that um so the uh, island block concert series w- is just is a partnership with uh, house of blues and island block and we get to highlight and showcase some of our dopest artists and let's face it at the end of the day it's about how many people you can you can get there how many tickets of course you can sell yeah, so yeah. um it, but how how did this all get started? Did you know somebody over there, or were you just in the right place at the right time? You, you know what? Um, I I can't. I you know it's been so long. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. But I I, I can't say. I, I will say this. I think there, there's another thing that I think ties our people and our artists, and and that's the fact that we understand. Um, we know how to build relationships, and it's not like it's not like we're we're being fake about it. You know, it's just like. People, I think, like to like to work with us, and so to that, the staff at House of Blues always loved it when Island Block Radio was there because 
uh, you know, although it looked like their security would need security because of our, our people are way, <laughs> right. way bigger. You know, if there was anything that was that was that was crazy, so it's we got like, some big brothers, no, man. No, it's, we got some big boys. Yeah. But if there was anything crazy, like a fight, any anything, then it's just a matter of hey, hey, what are you doing? You, hey, like yeah, I'm yeah, related yeah. to you. Yeah, stop it. Go yeah. to the car. And like they they respected that, and so. Um, yeah, we just built a great working relationship, so we're, we're, we're blessed to have them as partners. That's awesome. The block. Yeah. That's awesome. The last time I saw you at a show, now I have seen you many times at House of Blues backstage, mm-hmm. and I consider myself privileged to get back there. You know, because of the podcast, I've been able to become friends with a lot of the artists. Right. And I'll show up, I'll text one of them, and they'll drag me back there. Even if I don't have a wristband, they'll say, yeah, he's with us. So I, I think it's such a, an honor to do that. But the last time I saw you wasn't at House of Blues. Uh-huh. It was backstage at the Island Vibe Music Festival. Oh, yeah, San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. And I want to touch on this thing that has become this annual tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how yeah. this thing got started, man. <clears throat> Crazy. But <laughs> So we have Elima Lay McFarland. Yeah, Elima Lay McFarland, uh, champion, Bellator champion. And she's from the 808 state from Hawaii. So. She's a beast. Yeah, and she likes to really lay one on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know Crazy. how you do this every year. And oh, I, don't, I don't know. You know. And here's the thing. Right. So we're getting to the point now where it's happened so many times. I don't think anybody knows how it even got started. Uh, so, so what happened there? <laughs> so, so five years from now, you know, mm-hmm. you're still going to be having to do this. And I'm, people I'm, are going to be like, why do we do this? Yeah. So, so just to kind of uh, let the listening audience know what happens. This is a trained fighting machine. Yeah, she's... Elima Lay McFarlane. Yeah, she's a Bellator champion. Bellator champion. So uh, what happened was, I, I don't know how I get talked into these things. Perhaps I'm voluntold to do these things. <laughs> but she came to the studio in Hollywood. We interviewed her before her very uh, her, her big fight. And I'm always a guy. It's not Joe Sav. It's not Miss Lulu, obviously. I'm always a guy that is like, for some reason has to challenge <laughs> my, my guess whether it's a dancing challenge or maybe it's a it's a scrum. so it's your fault yeah it's my fault it's your fault so, or whether it's a nrl guys the rugby and i do a scrum with these guys where or or in this case she just hits me in the stomach yeah 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 i got a big stomach so i'm like it's it's, it's cool so that, bit, as big as it used to be i mean yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're right. doing really good thank like you man that's your, you've lost up what is this yeah. uh, stress man it's stress 50 pounds stress is the more than 50 pounds right uh yeah close close yeah yeah uh, all right yeah 60 65 pounds yeah, you look like uh, your face looks all sucked in now like, <laughs> i feel like i gotta go buy you a sandwich or something <laughs> thank you maybe alima is <laughs> the, uh, the reason for it so yeah so every year we go to this festival and in front of thousands and thousands of people uh people count down uh, to have her <laughs> sock me in the stomach, and <laughs> I'm standing at the front of the stage, and I hear you say, "Yo, man, do we gotta do this again?" Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> uh, no, because she gets stronger and stronger every year. I'm like, "Yo, is this really necessary?" <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm down there thinking, "Dude, why do we? Why do you do this every year? We gotta do it again." But so okay, it's comical for the rest of us. Right, but. you're welcome. <laughs> so there you go. Do you get bruised up for like a week or two, or is it? Are are you getting used to it now? You can never get used to that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how they do it. You know, at, at one point, I thought I was like, yeah, I think I could fight. Then I got socked in the face, and I was done. <laughs> I don't like pain. And she doesn't hold back either. No, man. she doesn't. She doesn't hold She's back. She's strong. So I thought she would, but the she champ. doesn't hold back. I can say I got hit by a world champ though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. You went toe to toe. She's like half my weight, <laughs> but she still is. She's a beast. So shout out we, to Lima. Shout out to Lima. When we go to these shows, there's a lot of artists there that obviously you know, and there's a lot of new upcoming artists. Right. Is there anybody else yep. out there that you haven't yet met that you are looking forward that to? That I haven't yet met. Because I'm sure you meet a lot of people. Wow, that I haven't yet met. I don't know. I haven't met him yet. <laughs> <laughs> Any up and coming artists that you've got your eye on that you're like, yeah. oh man, I got to get that guy in the studio. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, as as a result of, of doing what I do, I've I've been able to kind of, you know, I've kind of I kind of been doing the music thing for for a while. And at one point, I I was actually an artist way back in the day, uh, and that that taught me a lot. And uh, the thing that it taught me the most is that I need to stop being an artist because there, <laughs> there's some amazing singers out there. Like, like, uh, there, so uh, there's a point to this. Uh, there was one point I was singing with a uh, band called Cord Brown, and my background vocals, my VVs, consisted of a lady by the name of Leilani Jaster, Zen, YC of Trey Smooth, Junior King of Common Kings. To Nell and I look back. These and I'm were like, your background were vocals. Back- yes. Wow, bro. I look back and I'm like, <laughs> what? wait, what? If if that's singing, what the hell have I been doing all these years? Wow. And I'm like, why you guys sing? It was it was the weirdest thing. Anyways, fast forward and I'm realizing that, uh, you know, there are so many young talented artists. Yeah, yeah. And so to to answer your question, I'm I got the privilege of of working with a young man by the name of uh, Ado from San Jose. Uh, shout out to the A plus family. He's doing. He's going to do some phenomenal things this year. Uh, David Thomas is an artist that, that I'm managing, and all the way from the land down under, there's this young lady who was part of the Island Block team by the name of Kira Amosa. Now remember that name. Uh, Instagram is K I R R A H A M O S A, and remember because we've we've interviewed some phenomenal talent yeah yeah. uh she's she's a name that you're gonna want to remember so yeah yeah and i'm looking forward to having her on the show that's the that's a spoiler for me like i get spoiled oh yeah because i get to hear all these phenomenal artists right before they you know yeah blow up how do you think that island music is going to evolve over the years because you know uh like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. maybe uh, actually maybe a little bit longer than, than 10 years ago Maybe about 15 years ago, the sound is completely different than it right. is today. Yeah. Right. How do you think that it, that's going to change over the years? Uh, I mean, it's evolving already from like the early 90s to, uh, you know, that was really the, the beginning of island reggae from from Capenna. Uh, obviously, uh, there was a, the first island reggae music that I, I remember hearing was a group from San Diego called Pauhana. And yeah, Pauhana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh would you go back to so when I think back to island reggae or I should say Jawaiian music the right. first guy that I thought of was Butch Alemano oh yeah that, that's all the way back to like maybe the 80s oh man yeah you are older than me man I am older <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had a I had a friend going over to the islands and uh-huh. I said hey I need you to pick up a CD for me it's right. Butch Alemano's new CD and he goes alright he's like could you write that down because I don't know who that is so I wrote it down he went over there looking for it and had a auntie or somebody mm-hmm. a cousin or somebody take him 
And he said, how do you know who this guy is? He's a local boy. Right. And he's like, it's not for me. It's for my friend. And he's like, how does your friend know who this guy is? That's cool. And I, I found his music on a surf video. Dope. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, the island music is evolving. And can it's you, totally different. Can, can you can you really call it island? You know what? I mean, because reggae is not from Polynesia. It's not from the right. Pacific. Right. Uh, and, but, and a lot of people ask me about that too like why is there reggae being played in Hawaii and I say well it's been adopted as island music because it's 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 got a tropical yeah it's got a tropical feel, feel and, yeah. and the or, origin of reggae music is Jamaica they're an island where we get it we get it yeah. the cool thing though is that our people are, are expanding to R&B to pop uh, to, and there's there's a uh, in New Zealand Aotearoa there's there's a, a Samoan like metal band Oh really? Yeah, we've we've not interviewed them, but I I saw their video and I right, was like, right. "Yo, this is right. so dope!" So, right. um, I think people recognize that that uh, melodies, harmonies, drums are just something that's really innate to our people. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see the transition towards more of like an R and B kind of feel. Yep. You listen to guys like Rebel Soldiers back in the early 2000s. Their mm-hmm. sound is way different than it is now. It's much more R and B. Sure. Driven. So yeah, that that's kind of the the way that I see. But then I can also see bands like Common Kings be played on Top Forty Radio, you know. Yeah. So really, really with with Common Kings, their their original name was Not Too Soul, and they I always I always found them to be more of like a, a R and B, you know, cast like Sammy J. I always think that he's like a he's like a he's a soul singer. I tell him all the time, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're a soul singer. Yeah, you're R and B singer. Yeah, he totally you is. You know, yeah. but yeah. All right, we're coming into our final segment here, Q. Uh oh. I'm calling this. Strong. I'm calling this segment "Questions with Q." I love it. So I'm putting my questions right here in front of me. Let's do it. All right. Let me start by asking you this: You're a man that is known as someone who listens to a lot of island music. <laughs> You're associated with island music. Right. All your friends are island music musicians. But we're gonna take. We're gonna. We're gonna take a picture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a secret. There for we go. All right. <laughs> do you have any guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. And and let's just say even not just music let's just say the guilty pleasures at all i mean like pecan pie or i love ice cream i love my favorite ice cream is hagen dazs coffee ice cream okay is that a guilty pleasure oh here's another guilty pleasure i love watching uh tiny house living (laughs) and going rving weird <laughs> I think that that would be the next question. What's something about you that most people would be surprised to know? That I that am you like watching Tiny House nope, Living. Nope. nope that right. I am a. Uh, there's a couple things. Uh, I'm a twice published author in uh, in uh, in a public health journal. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was the director. <laughs> I was the director of uh, the NHPI uh, Epidemiology. And, and, and what Center. did you write about? Uh, about the health of of our community. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but. Another fun fact is I am a award-winning accordion player. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're messing around with no, me. No, 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 no. You're I serious. Got, no, bro. I got trophies about, that are about this big. So if I gave you an accordion right now, you could bust out. Oh, I could out. play that. Oh, polka. really? Really? Polka, polka champ. Okay, well, you know, you don't have to just play polka on an accordion, right? No. Nah. You can play like... No, that was my special Billy Billie Jean or something. Oh, I could do it all. Right, all right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have to see something. I'm going to I'm gonna hit you up again in the future. I want to see some of that. Yo, I'm a straight nerd. Yeah. No, 100%. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> if you could pick any person, dead or alive, real or fictitious, to spend time with, mm. who would it be? Jesus. 
Jesus, really? Yeah. Okay. You got all the answers. Okay. Yeah. After that, um, Bob Marley. Okay. Bob Marley. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That'd be cool. That's a cool. Uh, my answer to that is like my great grandfather, so I could learn about my see, family. But you know, you know yeah, I won't. I okay. won't throw that on okay. the table. Now, now, now I feel wait. guilty. <laughs> now I feel guilty. My ancestors. <laughs> well, you know, I want to. <laughs> You gotta understand. I've been asking these questions a, a lot of times. Yeah, a lot of times. So to I have a lot of time to think about it. So, <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> All right. Dang it! I messed that one up. What motivates you, kids? Money? No, nah, money. Money doesn't. Money doesn't motivate me. What motivates me is, uh, and this. <laughs> This may sound really cliche, but it's the truth. And I absolutely had this conversation this morning. What motivates me is is helping to see people uh, see their dreams to reality. And I think that's that's what we do at Island Block yeah, Radio. Yeah. Um, you know, we got the ability to, to leverage our platform to help artists uh, get their music out. And that's always cool to me. Like, yeah. you know, if I... Hey, if I can't do it, I'm gonna help somebody who who there can. You, you know, yeah, you redeem yourself with that answer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, <Yep. laughs> don't edit that one out. I won't edit that one out. <laughs> that one's gonna stay in. And what's on your bucket list? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, what's on my bucket list? This could, this is like anything, right? Could be anything. Could be that you you want to you, know you want to climb Mount Everest. If, if 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 I wasn't so fat, man, it would be uh, skydiving. But I think there's a weight limit to that, uh, so I don't want to risk that. I don't think you're I, well. So here's the thing. Okay. Number one, that let's not don't self deprecate yourself, man. I don't think you're fat. No, but if you want to go skydiving, no, there are limits. Trust if me. If you want to go skydiving, I'll go with you. Are you serious? Yeah, let's do this. Oh, I, I've done it God. before. I enjoy it. Yo, why am I? I'm like, I'm getting nervous right now. Let's do this. Oh, that would be a, that would be a fun thing to do. That'd be a fun thing to do. Wow, so, that's crazy. Okay, so that, uh, is, my, that on the, uh, is that on the bucket list? No, no, no. Skydiving? Uh, maybe my bucket list is 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 to be. This sounds this sounds crazy, but I want to be the Oprah for our people. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to create. I want to be the Ted Turner for go. our people. There you go. And it's, and it's gonna happen. There you go. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, all right. List. So that leads into our last question. Okay. Tell us the future of Q and Island Block Radio. Who knows? I mean, it's not for me to decide, you know. But I'm going to work hard to uh, to really uh, continue to create a platform so that our, our folks' voice can be heard. And uh, you know, with the with technology as it is. You know the world is a the world is a smaller place. Yeah, and yeah. so it's a lot smaller. Yo, I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Really, really excited. I know that hard work. Uh, you know, talent alone doesn't get things done, but talent along with hard work and consistency is is the secret. And yo, we're out here in Hollywood, man. Yeah, you know, but so. it, hard work is the key. There is a saying that says, "Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work yeah. hard." Yep. Yeah, my uh, grandfather had a saying. He said, "Boy," he always called me boy. I could be like eighty-five years old. He would have called me boy, but he goes "Fanusuni unasinyaha," and that translates to "You could do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it." So I think you know that's that's uh, how I live my life. You know, you know, dare to dream. Yeah, awesome, man. I love it. I love it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for being on. Man, the thank show, you guys. Too. 
let's throw out our social media for Island Block and where can we listen to the show and all that stuff if people want to follow yeah, you you know just go to Instagram uh, look up Island Block Radio or Island Block Island, just look up Island Block and all the information is there and uh, yeah thank you guys uh, to all of our listeners I, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you guys for tuning in uh, thank you to all the artists that have taken a chance on coming on a radio show with a couple crazy coconuts here in Hollywood, California. And uh, we're going to continue to do what we do uh, so uh, we can build for the entire community. And thank you, bro. Oh, no. Thank, thank you, you to I appreciate uh, it. DesertOasisRoom.com, uh, the podcast. Adrian, thank you for uh, thank you, brother. For, for doing what I you do. I appreciate taking the time to be and, on the show. And you know what? Let me, let me just say this, I, and, and I'll shut up. No, say no, as much no, as you no, want. No matter uh, how, uh, no matter how you feel in terms of like, no, there's some days that you don't want to. You want to get up and you just want to. You don't want to go out and do that interview. Uh, you don't want to jump in your car from uh, the IE to come out here to it, LA. It, dude, it happens. Yo, con- <laughs> more often than people conti- continue no. <laughs> to do it because it's making a difference. Man. Thank you, so, man. I appreciate uh, that so much. Success. Thank you so much. And you podcast. know that. I told you before we started recording this, and I, I want everybody to hear this: that you are the guy that I'm mentoring myself after. I should. How do I? Am I saying that the right way? That you're the mentor. Right? Oh wow! So uh, that I, I, I'm humbled, honored, and scared for you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's people that say, you know, find somebody that's doing what you want to do, right. and just do what they did, and so that's what I'm doing today. Yo, that's so, dope, man. Yeah, man. So I appreciate everything. Q. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, comments, you just want to leave a shout out for our brother Q here. You can hit him up. On Island Block Radio on Instagram. Check them out. Also, uh, stop by our group page. Give them a shout out there. Inside the Desert Oasis Room on Facebook. You can hit me up on Polynesian Pop on Instagram. And if you want to check out some of our previous episodes or get on a future episode, stop by the website, desertoasisroom.com. Aloha, talofa. Half a day. Half a day. Pulavanaka. Pulavanaka. Mahalo, lele. Uh, cheers and mahalo. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>